Good morning. I'd like to welcome everyone to our service this morning. First song will be number 46. Number 46. Though I through the valley of shadow, or mountain, or troubled sea, and often the darkness have traveled, the Lord has been mindful of me. The Lord has been mindful of me. He blesses and blesses again. My God is the God of the living. How excellent is His name. Much more than my grief and my sorrow. Much more than adversity. Much more than the all I have given, the Lord has been mindful of me. The Lord has been mindful of me. He blesses and blesses again. My God is the God of the living. How excellent is I am saved, I am happy, I've health and prosperity, I've friends, I have doors ever open, the Lord has been mindful of me, the Lord has been mindful of me. again. My God is the God of the living. How excellent is His name. Good morning. I'd like to welcome everyone to Strasville Church of Christ. I'd like to extend a special welcome to our visitors, whether you're visiting and worshiping with us in person or via live stream, we appreciate your attendance and we want you to know you're honored. Our, you are our honored guest. If you are visiting with us here in person, uh, we ask you please attend, uh, fill out an attendance card from the pew in front of you and put that in the collection plate as it passes by so we can have a record of your attendance. I'd like to remind everyone of our times of services. Our Sunday morning Bible study begins at 9.30. Sunday morning worship is at 10.30. Sunday evening worship is at 5 p.m., and Wednesday evening worship is at 7 p.m. Speaking of our times of services, I do have a special announcement from, from our elders. Uh, starting next Sunday morning uh, for Bible study at, at 9.30, we will all be reporting to in here uh, for uh, Bible study kickoff, and then we'll dismiss the classes. It's been a while since we've done that. And our elders decided we're going to start doing that again. So again, next Sunday morning for Bible study, we'll all report and hear uh, before Bible study begins and then dismiss. The angel tree list are posted in the foyer. Please bring your wrapped or unwrapped gift and place it in the appropriate gift bag by December 4th. A family game night will be combined with the kids' Christmas party on Sunday, December 4th after evening service. There will be activities for children, and Santa will also be making appearance. Bring your favorite dish for the potluck and games to play afterward. The meat will be provided by the church. Please contact Meg Payne or Carol Lanier for any questions. We will be caroling at Brookdale Nursing Home on Saturday, December 10th at 1.30 p.m. and at Dogwood Bend Assistant Living at 2.30 p.m. As we get closer to this date, we will likely post a sign-up list for those who can participate. We may also try caroling at some of our older members' homes and and at some point prior to Christmas. Please provide their names and addresses to Brian Albright or Howard Frazier. We will be delivering fruit baskets on December 11th after morning services. 
Uh, please check the list to see if any corrections or additions need to be made. Please uh, sign beside the individuals that you're willing to deliver the baskets to. There are still uh, some baskets that need uh, someone uh, to help deliver them. The ladies' favorite thing holiday party will be Sunday, December 18th, after evening services in Fellowship Hall. You're asked to please bring an appetizer and five things to exchange. Please see Katie Head or Christy Albright for more information about the exchange. If you'd like to bring your Christmas cards for our church family, then place your cards in the box in the foyer. Please have your cards in the box by Wednesday, December 14th, and see Christy Albright if you have any questions about this. I do have two youth announcements. I did get turned in time to uh, be in the bulletin, so youth, please pay attention. First, our junior and senior high Christmas party will be at the church uh, church building on December 10th from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. We'll be having a Christmas morning theme. Uh, there is a breakfast food sign-up on the youth bulletin board. Students, you're encouraged to wear your uh, Christmas pajamas, and you're asked to bring five stocking stuffers. Parents, you're welcome to stay and eat and observe the games as well. And also, Challenge Youth Conference sign-ups are on the youth bulletin board. The conference is for students 6th through 12th grade and will be in Pigeon Forge on February 24th through 26th of 2023. The cost is $35 per person. Please sign up on the sign-up sheet posted on the youth board, and you can give your payment to me no later than December 21st. Please make your checks payable to the church. Please note that chaperones and guests are invited to attend However, because this is a youth event, cabin priority will be given to our youth and families of the youth in the event that we run out of room. One final announcement or a thank you note. This is from Lisa Ward. It says, Dear Church and Brother Tom, thank you all for everything, for all your cards, for all your calls, messages, visits, food, and your thoughts and prayers during our time of loss of our daddy, Mr. Marvin Holt. He has missed already. Lisa Ward. That includes our announcements. We'll now have another announcement from Tom. Sorry to add to the announcements. I do have one I wanted to share with all of our family here. Last week, we took up a special collection for Brother Bill and B.J. Young. We know that Bill had suffered from a very devastating stroke. I wanted to say thank you for your generosity, and we appreciate the elders and deacons, all of us, appreciate your generosity, and I agreed to read a thank you note from, from Bill. He sent it to me via text. So uh, we're excited to share that we did collect slightly over $14,000 in a special collection. And so uh, thank you for your generosity and, and your heart. Bill says, there are no words that are able to express our humble gratitude for all of the support we have been given since my stroke. We are overwhelmed with the financial contribution that our brothers and sisters have given and the many prayers that have been lifted up on our behalf. We love y'all with all of our hearts and know God will bless you for loving and sharing with those in need. Bill announces that we'll be contacting our contractor Monday to begin scheduling work on our bathroom so that when I come home, I have access to the things I need. Please continue to pray for us in all confidence that we will persevere because God is good. Thank you. And we love you, Bill, and we love you, BJ, and all of the family. We're so glad you're part of our family, and we're going to be with, with you. The Lord will be with us in this difficult situation, and I praise God again for your generosity. Thank you. Good morning. Our reading this morning comes from Isaiah chapter 40, verses 1 through 8. Isaiah chapter 40, 1 through 8, and I'll be reading from the New American Standard Version. Comfort, O comfort my people, says your God. Speak kindly to Jerusalem and call out to her that her warfare has ended, that her inequity has been removed, that she has received of the Lord's hands double for all of her sins. A voice is calling, clear the way for the Lord in the wilderness. Make smooth in the desert a highway for our God. Let every valley be lifted up, and every mountain and hill be made low. And let the rough ground become a plain, 
and the rugged terrain a broad valley. Then the glory of the Lord will be revealed, and all flesh will see it together, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. A voice says, Call out. Then he answered, What shall I call out? All flesh is grass, and all its loveliness is like the flower of the field. The grass withers, the flower fades. When the breath of the Lord blows upon it, surely the people are grass. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God stands forever. Our song before opening prayer will be number 361. 361. They tried my Lord and Master. When the one to defend within the halls of Pilate, he stood without a friend. I'll be a friend to Jesus, my life for him. Before I begin the prayer, I do have a quick announcement. Uh, We have uh, a couple of people who have placed membership, Brad and Julie Litchford. If you would stand, please. And uh, we just want to welcome them to our congregation. They're placing membership, uh, and uh, they let us know today, and we welcome them uh, as part of the body here. It's just so good to have so many good announcements and, and have new members. Uh, Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we're so thankful for this opportunity to come together today and worship Thee as the Almighty God who loved us so much You have allowed Your only Son to die for our sins and then raise Him from the dead. Please help us put aside our strife and troubles and focus on Thee and Thy Word. We first ask for Your blessing on our young children and those still in the womb. 
Give us wisdom as parents, grandparents, sisters, brothers, and Bible class teachers to do and say those things that encourage our children to follow thee in thy word. We pray for the good health of those mothers who are pregnant. Be with them and their babies and help them to have a safe birth. Help us to teach others that all life is precious, even those who are not yet born. We pray for our youth. Please help them to remember to focus on thee and thy word. And we pray that our youth will choose their friends wisely and flee all evil influences. Help us to show respect and honor to those Christians who are now senior citizens and help us to learn from their wisdom and years of experience. Heavenly Father, we have many on our sick list who are suffering physical and mental afflictions. We pray for healing. We thank Thee for restoring some to better health sufficient to worship with us today. For those physically unable to attend services today, please restore them to good health. Heavenly Father, some families have recently lost loved ones. We pray that Thou would comfort them and help them to overcome their loss. Please help us to understand that while physical health is important, we need to spend even more time on our spiritual health and the spiritual health of others. Heavenly Father, please help us to understand that sin is real, and those who do not repent and have their sins washed away will be eternally lost. We pray that any who are living in sin may turn to Thee. Help us to reach out with the message of salvation to all those who are lost. Finally, we pray for our local, state, and national leaders. Please give them wisdom to follow your will and to govern in a manner that we may lead a tranquil and quiet life in all godliness and dignity. We pray in Christ's name. Amen. Prayer in mind, so Lord's Supper will sing Lamb of God. Your only Son, no sin to hide, but you have sinned him from your sight to walk upon this guilty side.
Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God. I was watching a football game this past week, which I know shocking to some of y'all. Um, and there was a crucial point in the game where the quarterback dropped back through the pass to the running back, running back dropped the ball, and it cost him the game. And the announcer said, well, he lost focus on what he was doing. I thought about it as I was thinking about what to say this morning. Isn't it hard for us to not get wrapped up in everything that's going going on around us and lose our focus? We tell ourselves that now is the time to be thankful, yet we easily find ourselves worried about minuscule and meaningless things. Things that make it incredibly hard to remember why we're here and what is most important. It's hard to keep our focus. Truth is, God didn't ask us to worry about the world. He asked us to focus on the cross. To set aside all the troubles of the world and remember what is most important. That's him. Colossians 2, 6-8 says, Therefore, as you receive Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. See to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit, according to human tradition, according to the elemental spirits of the world, and not according to Christ. So as we take of communion this morning, are we being held captive by philosophy and empty deceit, according to human tradition? Or are we walking with him and being built up and rooted in Christ Jesus? Colossians 3.2 gives us the answer. Set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. So let us use this communion time for what God designed it to be, to set our minds on things above, to push the traditions and issues of the world out of our minds and focus on what is most important, Jesus Christ and the sacrifice he made for us. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we... Thank you for sending your son Jesus to this earth, the example that he set to show us the way that we should show up in the world. Heavenly Father, we ask that you help us to focus daily on your son and to show others what Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection has done for us. It's given us a hope of eternal home in heaven with you. So we partake of this bread, help us to um, clear our minds and focus on the cross. It's his name that we pray. Amen.
Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we come to you again partaking this fruit of the vine which represents his blood. It's the blood that was shed on the cross and that washes away our sins. We thank you for seeing us as worthy of such a great sacrifice. We just ask that you help us to partake of this in a manner that's well-pleasing to you. It's in your name that we pray. Amen. This concludes the Lord's Supper. At this time, we'll take up a collection to help further the works of the church as we've been commanded. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for all the many blessings of life that you give us. We ask that you please help us to give as we've been prospered to help those who are in need. Lord, we know we are blessed more than most, so please help us to remember everything we have comes from you. The work of the church must continue so we can bring more souls to you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. you like to mark your song books or song of invitation after the lesson be number 559. 559. For lesson, stand and sing number 634. 
634. Looking to thee from day to day, trusting thy grace along the way, knowing that thou wilt safely keep all that is thine. Sure of thy soul redeeming love, sure of a crown of life above. Singing thy praise, I press along, Savior divine. Looking to thee, trusting thy grace, I am as happy as a true soldier can be. to thee for all I need, finding in thee a friend and teen. All of the burdens of the day meekly I bear. Neither the foe nor storm I fear, Savior divine, for thou art near. Ready my cares and troubles all freely to share. To thee, trusting thy grace, I am as happy as a true soldier can be. shall behold thee face to face, Jesus my own. Then with the safe ones gone before, I shall with rapture more and more. Praise thee forever near the bright, beautiful throne. Looking to thee, trusting thy grace, soldier can be nearing my own heavenly place trusting thy love I press along looking to thee peace safe place I'd like to say welcome to everyone here today. Appreciate your presence, especially if you're visiting with us. I know we have some guests among us, and we are just so happy and honored that you're here. We're doing a lesson series talking about um, God's great nature. And really what we're doing is we're looking at his attributes. If we can go back, I want to show you some uh, pictures of, of of God's nature. You may recall the background at the beginning of the series we started in the fall when the leaves were beautiful. Maybe you've looked around and noticed they're not there anymore. So we're now easing into uh, the beginning of winter, mega for me, that we officially don't start winter till December 22nd. But it's coming. It's going to get cold. That's why I had ice on the leaves. In the next slide, we have another scenic view of God's beautiful creation. And his nature. In the next slide, I showed a little blue bird in, in the snow, and, and then another slide, the snow capped mountains, and the winter uh, lights we call northern lights, again, God's handiwork. So, all of this is awe inspiring, it's beautiful, we enjoy seeing it, but that's not the nature that I'm necessarily talking about in this lesson series. While it's part of God and it's his beauty, I'm talking about God's great nature. <clears throat> that is his character, who he is, his attributes. You'll have to excuse me today because I'm struggling a little bit with sinuses and drainage, so I might take a little swig of water, but we'll get through it. Uh, God will allow me to get the lesson delivered. 
We have a lot of good things to talk about. So God's great nature. Who is like you, O Lord, among the gods? Who is like you, majestic in holiness, awesome in glorious deeds, doing wonders? Exodus fifteen eleven. You may recall this is taken from the song of Moses right after the Israelites crossed the Red Sea. They see the power of God and His incredible might and His deliverance as He cared for the children of Israel. Let's look at the attributes. I counted 15. So here they are. The 15 attributes of God, and we've covered some of these already. He has always been. He is a spiritual being, sovereign. We talked about that last time, and today is holy. God is a holy God. Next week, we're going to talk about the three omnis, the three attributes of God that make him all-powerful, all-knowing, and everywhere at the same time. The fact that he's immutable, there's no change. He's a God of all truth. He's a God of wisdom. As we continue, God is a God of goodness. He's full of grace, a loving God, a God of foreknowledge, knowing the end before the beginning, knowing the outcome, and steering the events and course of time. Finally, we'll conclude with a God of righteousness and a God of wrath. Attributes of His that we need to keep in mind. If you have your Bible, turn over to Isaiah chapter 6. I love the prophet Isaiah. In chapter 6, we see Isaiah basically being commissioned, but he sees the glory of God in the temple. He says in Isaiah 6 verse 1, In the year that King Isaiah died, I saw the Lord sitting upon a throne high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above him stood the seraphim, and I put in parentheses, those are angels, they have wings, six wings. They had six wings, with two he covered his face, with two he covered his feet, and with two he flew And one called to another and said, here's what the angels all said in unison, holy, holy, holy. Is the Lord of hosts, the whole earth is full of his glory. Now, I did not realize this, but when you say holy, holy, holy three times, anything repeated three times is is a trihagion. trihagion. This, This occurs in the Bible. The glory of the Lord is one of those phrases you hear repeated three times. Holy, 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 you hear repeated three times, Revelation 4, 8, and here in Isaiah 6, 1. It's a state of being complete or absolute. That is, God, when we think of God as being holy, you can't get any more holy. God. God is the ultimate in holiness, goodness, power, might. All the attributes that you want to list of God, including being holiness. So what is holiness? Holiness. Well, I thought about the song that we sing, holy, holy, holy. Part of those words are, only thou art holy. There is none beside thee, perfect in power, in love and purity. A great song. By the way, holiness, what does it mean? The holiness of God, this is according to a website that I found online, and I appreciated the definition of the writer. He said, it's the unparalleled majesty of his incomparable being. In other words, in layman's terms, there's nobody like God. Amen? Just check and see if y'all were awake. You're with me, right? There's nobody like God. He's blameless, faultless, unblemished. When it comes to moral purity, it's impossible for God to sin. Impossible for God to tell a lie. Now, I want to talk about another part of holiness that you may not have thought about, and that is when you are made holy, By God. You see, God is the ultimate when it comes to holiness. There is no deception, no sin, nothing evil found in Him. The ultimate in holiness. But He can make others holy. For example, in the Old Testament, we see that God made the priest and articles of worship holy. So to be made holy means something or someone has been separated. Key word, operative word there, 
separated, set apart, right? From the common and set aside for God's use. You may recall that when God first initiated the priesthood in the Old Testament, he gave them special garments. They They even had special undergarments, right? They had special things, rituals of washing. They even slept in a different place. And on on different occasions, uh, they were to be separated from the people only after they were made holy. Now, I want you to hold on to that thought because what we're going to do in this lesson is we're going to go, we're going to navigate through some scriptures and we're going to look at the basic question of God is holy, right? The ultimate in holiness. How then does he make me? Someone who's impure, someone who's filled with sin and carnal thoughts, somebody that's wrapped in a body of flesh and stumbles so often, how can he make me holy too? Is that even possible? Well, the good news is with God, all things are possible. So hold on to that thought. In Exodus chapter 20, Verses 18 through 21, we see God on the mountain, you may recall. First time, a lot of the people, those who had been captured and held in Egypt against their will, made slaves. They're now delivered. They're in the wilderness. Moses leads them to the mountain. Moses goes up to see God on the mountain. But in the meantime, the mountain starts to shake, rumble, lightning. It was an awesome sight. And the people are like, Ah, this is God in His holiness. I, I, can't even, I can't even stand to be in His presence. Uh, and they were fearful. They trembled when they saw His holiness. The holiness of God is an awesome thing. In Isaiah chapter 6 and verse 1, you may recall we, we looked at the, the temple of the Lord filling with smoke and the seraphim all shouting in unison, Holy Holy, holy is the Lord. What we didn't cover in Isaiah 6 was Isaiah's response. Now, if you're an astute Bible uh, person and you read, you're going to know what Isaiah said, right? Think about it. What did Isaiah do in Isaiah 6 when God's holiness filled the temple? I'll give you just a minute. He was confronted with God's awesome holiness. And he said, Woe unto me. I am a man of unclean lips. Is that right? Somebody go like this. Yes, Brother Tom, that is correct. Because if you read Isaiah chapter 6, you will see that he says, Woe unto me, I'm a man of unclean lips. God said, That's right, you're unclean, out with you, right? Is that what he did? No, God took a piece of coal, basically from the censer, a hot coal. An angel touched his lips and said, you have been made pure. This is important. God in his holiness seeks to use us after he makes us holy as well. Important point. If you get that, you've got the lesson today. God wants to make us holy as well. Let's turn to 1 Peter chapter 1. I'll be reading in verse 13. I'll give you just a moment to turn to 1 Peter 1, 13. Now, as you turn to 1 Peter 1, I want you to take your finger and I want you to put it on verse 15. Will you do that for me? 1 Peter chapter 1. Put it on verse 15, because we're going to stop there for just a minute. Peter writes, Therefore, preparing your minds for action and being sober-minded, set your hope fully on the grace that will be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, do not be conformed to the passions of your former ignorance. What Peter is saying is you used to be here, you were in the world, you were carnal, what you did was carnal, but now God has made you holy. You were formerly there in the world, now you don't think like the world, you follow God. Verse 15, you got your finger there, right? But as he who called you is holy, who is that? God. 
You, who's he talking to? Christians. You also be holy in all your conduct. Since it is written, you shall be holy, for I am holy. And if you call on him as father who judges impartially according to each one's deeds, conduct yourselves with fear throughout the time of your exile. What's Peter saying? God is holy. God called you from the world to make you holy. Now your thinking, your speech, your behavior, your priorities, your goals, the things that you worship, they have all changed because God has invited you to partake in His holiness. It's a great concept. So as He who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct. Now turn to 2 Corinthians. That's our next passage for today. I can't think of a better lesson than one that's grounded in the Bible. Amen? All right, let's go to the Word. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. We're going to look at verse 21. Again, the question that has been posed today, how does God make us holy? If we're so carnal, if we're sinful, if we've separated ourselves from Him because of sin, how could this process occur where we now participate in God's holiness and purity? How can we be without sin? God answers that when He talks about His Son, Jesus Christ, who was sent to the earth for a specific mission and purpose, and that is to die for us. He was crucified for us. Paul writes to the church at Corinth. It's 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 21. For our sake, He made Him, that is Jesus Christ, to be sin. Who knew no sin? You see, that person who was sinless, Jesus Christ, the perfect Lamb of God, took on the sin of the world. It was imputed, put on Him, so that he could bear the sins of the world and be sacrificed for our benefit. What was the reason? What was the purpose? For our sake he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. What does that mean? Jesus Christ allows all men to be holy if they will accept him, if they will confess his name, if they'll be covered in the blood of Jesus, they can now have their sins removed and be counted as holy. So holy, in fact, that God resides. He tabernacles inside each child of God who is now holy and pure, made holy and pure by the blood of Jesus Christ. You see, church, the Bible tells us that it was Jesus' blood that allows us to be holy just like our Father. But with the precious blood of Christ, like that of a lamb without blemish or spot, 1 Peter 1.19. So we see the blood of Jesus Christ that cleanses us. We see the precious blood of the lamb, like that of a lamb without blemish or spot, 1 Peter 1.19. John the Baptist, who had prepared the way, who had preached and been baptizing in the, in the regions, was preparing people for Jesus Christ. He told them about the Messiah who was coming, the one who was sent from God to save us from our sins. And when he sees Jesus, the Bible records that he says, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. The lesson today simply is this. God invites you to be holy. How can you become holy? How can you become without sin and pure and acceptable, so clean, in fact, that God now comes and lives inside you? It's simply this. God says, come in contact with the blood of Jesus Christ. How do we do that? We, we do that when we obey the gospel. 
1 Corinthians 15, Romans 6, these all talk about the gospel. The gospel is the death of the old man. The man who says, I no longer want to be affiliated with the world. I want to think like the world, see like the world, talk like the world. I want to be godly. Why don't you crucify or put to death the old man? Now we're going to bury the old man in a grave of water. You see this behind me. This is a Baptist tree. It's basically like a swimming pool. And yes, it's heated. Good news for those who are baptized in the winter. So you can go down in the water and be buried because you're dead. Not physically dead. We don't hold people under the water until the bubbles stop. That's good news, right? We raise them up out of the water, which symbolizes the resurrection of Jesus Christ. You see the gospel, the death of the old man, the burial in a watery grave. This was done all through the book of Acts. Every person that wanted to become a Christian was told to be baptized. That very hour, they were baptized. We follow the biblical example of water immersion for the remission of sins. The water symbolically represents the blood of Jesus Christ. The blood of Jesus and only the blood of Jesus, Ephesians 1, 7, is what washes away our sins. And by faith, we are cleansed, we're made whole, we're pure. And now that we're without sin, guess what we have become? Holy! Holy! We are vessels now who has God living inside us, and that's exciting. We are challenged as Christians as we walk, continue in the blood of Jesus to not become corrupt like the world again, but to maintain our holiness, to be sanctified, holy, set apart, just as Jesus made vessels in the Old Testament holy. As he made priests in the Old Testament holy, they were separated or set apart from the rest of the people. If you are in Jesus Christ and you are a Christian, you are holy and you are separated from the world. Amen? At least we try. All right, I got to be honest. I have to be honest as a minister. There's days when this old fleshly body wants to say, but let's go back into the world. Let's have fun. Let's do the things the world does. And I have to remind that body, you're dead. Remember the day you were baptized body? Yes, I remember. We buried it in a, in a watery grave. We said goodbye to that old fleshly body. So I hear you but we're going to follow in the steps of Jesus. There may be somebody today that wants to become a Christian. We invite you to go through that death and burial and resurrection to obey the gospel and become a child of God, to be holy and allow the blood of Jesus to wash you away. I want to say just a quick note as we close. Those of you that have been in Christ for a long time, don't grow complacent. Don't just go through the motions. Don't follow God with a head religion. Continually strengthen yourselves and grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ. Share your knowledge of salvation with those who are still lost and don't have the blood of Jesus covering them. Use your talents and grow in the Lord. Continue to be holy and pleasing to God, the one who gave himself as a redeemer for our sins. The invitation is yours today. We're going to sing an invitation song. We invite you to come while we stand.
aside the garments that are stained with sin, and be washed in the blood of the Lamb. There's a fountain flowing for the soul unclean, oh, be washed in the blood of the appreciate each of you being here with us this morning. I'd like to invite each of you to be back this this evening for our evening worship at 5 p.m. Any other final announcements? Not our closing song will be number 85. <clears throat> number 85. You are Lord of creation and Lord of my life. Lord of the land and the sea, you were Lord of the heaven before there was time, and Lord of all, Lord, you will be. We bow down and we worship you, Lord, we bow down and we worship you, Lord, we bow down. And we worship you, Lord, Lord of all, Lord, you will be. You are King of creation and King of my life, King of the land and the sea. You were King of the heaven before there was time, and King of all kings you will be. We bow down and we crown you the king. We bow down and we crown you the king. We bow down and we crown you the king. King of all kings you will be. Let us bow. Our Father who art in heaven, how great and glorious is thy name in all the earth. Father, we come before you asking that you would forgive us of our sins and shortcomings. And Father, help us to to look to you and your word for the strength and the courage that we'll need in the days ahead. Father, we're, we're thankful for this worship period. We pray our worship has been acceptable in thy sight. We pray, Father, that you would continue to, to walk over, walk with us and be with us and keep us safe. Father, we're thankful for the many blessings of life you give us. Uh, many times uh, we fail to thank you for the small things in life, but we, are, we appreciate all the blessings that you give us. Father, we pray for the, those who are sick. We pray, Heavenly Father, that you would uh, be with them and be with their families. And Father, we pray that you would soon restore them back to their health. Father, we pray for those who have lost loved ones. We pray, Father, that you would uh, be with them in, in their grieving period. And Father, help them to, to look to you and to your word for the strength and the courage that they'll need in the days ahead. And, Father, help us to reach out to them. Father, we pray that you would uh, continue to bless us and continue to watch, watch over us. And we pray, Father, that you would continue to bless your, uh, your people, the church. We pray, Father, that you would uh, help us to always look to you for the strength and the courage that we need in the days ahead. Father, help us to look to your word. We're thankful for it. And we're thankful for Jesus who gave his life and shed his blood that we might have life and have it more abundantly. 
But this we ask in Jesus' name. Amen.